Thank you for checking out the Missio Day Humble Park podcast and joining us as we join God as He makes all things new. We are excited to pursue His heart for the greatest city on earth in the center of the city. All right. Good morning. Good morning, team. Uh, my name is Mason. And today, uh, I'm going to speak about courage, a lofty topic. Um, But let's do this. Let's pray, and then we'll we'll go into some things. So, Lord, thank you for this day. Um, Thank you for courage and might and the things that you provide to us, Lord. Um, Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you care for us, God. Be with us this morning. Bring a fire, bring a renewal, bring the things that, that we look to you for. Let us, uh, let us prayer and petition to you always, Lord, for the things that we need, because we need you, God. Lord, we love you. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so courage. With courage, we have uh, boldness and bravery and confidence and security you know, all these, all these uh, kind of lofty topics and, and words that get thrown out there. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm, I'm trying to understand courage. So, you know, as I prepare for this, I'm, I'm searching the web, as we do, because we all do our own research these days. And I'm looking up, you know, psychologically, what is this? Uh, you know, reading about philosophers, you know, smart people that think about thinking about things. You know, what have they said about courage? And and those kind of things. And then, of course, I read the Bible a little bit because why else would we be here? All right. So with all of that, um, I do want to start off with a little bit of psych knowledge. And this is coming from, uh, this is a breakdown of courage. This comes to us from a couple of ladies that I felt worth naming because it's, it's kind of their work. But uh, this is a couple of ladies named Gante and Armstrong. One, a psych D, the other an author of like 50 plus books. So I'm like, they seem reputable, like they seem smart. All right, so with that, we got six types of courage, okay? And I want to use this not as the end all of what we talk about today, but just a little bit of framework of how we think about courage, um, you know, as we dive into some, maybe some deeper things here. So six types of courage. Physical courage, uh, feeling fear yet choosing to act involves bravery at the risk of bodily harm or death, and developing physical strength, resilience, and awareness. This might be one of the things we maybe think about most about courage, like running into that building on fire or something like that. We have emotional courage following our heart. Opens us up to feeling the full spectrum of emotions, whether pleasant or unpleasant, without attachment. I like that, just not being drawn down by our emotions but being able to experience them. Intellectual courage, expanding our horizons, our horizons, letting go of what's familiar, the, the comfort, right? Being able to learn things, unlearn things, relearn things. It takes intellectual courage. Social courage, being ourselves um, in the face of adversity. So whether that be at risk of social embarrassment or some type of in, in, uh, exclusion, right? And that can be tough as we get into community. We talk about things like community uh, being shunned or being, you know, put out by the way we think or feel about things. So 
social courage. That's where that applies. Moral courage, um, standing up for what is right, doing the right thing even when it's uncomfortable or unpopular. And then spiritual courage, um, facing pain with dignity or faith. And it helps us live with purpose and meaning uh, through a heart-centered approach toward all life and oneself. And I like this, how it kind of takes our faith and brings it for ourselves, but also, again, for our community, how that applies to, to those around us. So, again, all right, let's notice that courage is not just running into that building on fire. Right? It's not... Uh, you know, it's not one-dimensional like that. And that's good because we are, we're not one-dimensional people, right? We're not one-dimensional beings. We're not just all mind or all heart or soul or body. We're all of these things all at once. And, you know, I like this breakdown. It shows the complexness of courage and how it's far-reaching in the way that it applies to our, you know, our complexness, right? Our range of who we are as people. All right, so again, let's let that be a little bit of framework as we get into, again, what I'll call some deeper things. Because like I said before, um, I did a little Bible reading to see what God sees of courage and how he applies that to us, right? And so this is another thing I'm going on and I'm reading various scripture, going through, just trying to figure out things, and I just don't seem to find something that really sticks to, like, carry a message and it's along the way that I hear God saying things like, um, he, I, I hear him asking me, like, what about Ephesians 6? What about Ephesians 6? And I, and I respond to things when God asks me a lot of times very casual, like, I don't know, man. You know, like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. But <laughs> I don't know. He's patient and stuff. But he's just like, and then I hear him like, okay, well, what about the armor of God? This is what he asked. Or how God would ask it. What about my armor? All right. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right, let me read this. So then it turns into, you know, I'm reading Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18 primarily. And it's like, that's it, right? That's that empowerment, that encouragement. There's that, you know, that might and that strength, that confidence. You know, there's that courage there. So as we get in, uh, I'm going to read Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. And when I'm reading this, all right, take this time. Let, let these gifts, let this armor rest on you. Embrace it, understand it, fill it. All right, I'm going to read verses 10 through 18 and, and just let the Lord rest these things on you. So Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, 
being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That's, he- that's heavy. That's heavy. That's, that's the stuff. Okay, all right, so what did we see? What, what did we read here? Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be courageous. Put on the armor of God because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. You know, do you guys buy into this? Do you, do you believe these things? Right? But then here we go. What do we read? The, the armor. What, what's the armor? Okay, our waist girded with truth, or what some might call the belt of truth. Um, the breastplate of righteousness. Feet shotted or equipped with peace, ready to bring a message of peace and living in peace. The shield of faith, taking on the fiery arrows and things like that. The helmet of salvation, and these are all sort of like defensive, protective things. But we get a little bit offensive here, okay? The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. He also gives us prayer in the Spirit. And I like what he adds at the end about being watchful. That's kind of an offensive, defensive thing, but, but being watchful, being, being mindful in, you know, in, in light of you know, perseverance and supplication. And then he tells us this is for all the saints, right? This is for ourselves. This is building this up for ourselves. But again, we are in a community. We're not alone. Whether we like it or not, at the end of the day, we've probably got family, friends, something, even if we don't have this wholesome church community or maybe we're growing in that. We've got other people with us. So it's us and, you know, it's ourselves and, and, and each other in this thing together. So I like this for a few reasons. I like the strength and protection it implies. I like the equipping elements. We got a little something to work with here. All right, most of all, I like the perspective that it provides. Our main resistors are these principalities and powers, right? And these, these uh, rulers of darkness and, and the heavenly hosts of wickedness and, and stuff like that. And we're dealing with, with something here, right? Like if this stuff is real, then this armor better be real, right? <laughs> like if, if, if we are saying that this other stuff over here, if this is real, then there's principalities and powers and darkness here. There better be some principalities and powers of light over here. There better be something over here. And we, gotta, we, we should be able to like take this thing here, okay? So Paul writes this with a hope that we can stand throughout time. That's part of that courage. You, break, you start to break courage down with different, different words and translations, you're going to find a lot of firmness, you know, sturdiness, rootedness even, rooted in something. This hope that we have in Christ as an anchor to our soul, okay? But he's talking about the right here, the right now, but he's also talking about the assault that comes over time. We feel this assault. We, we, we feel it in different ways. We go through the pandemic. We hear of war and rumors of war. We, there's the stuff. There's the stressors. Those are the, those are the macro, right? Not even the micro, the dealing with family, the emotions that come with these things in different situations. All right, but let's also let the record show that Paul writes this. If, it's not up here, but if we win a couple more verses, we see that Paul writes this boldly in chains. Okay, now I'm I'm gonna probably I'm gonna go out on a limb and probably say we're probably not gonna find ourselves in chains. 
I'm just saying, as much as we want to be, you know, sold out for the Lord or whatever, we might not find ourselves there. It's just kind of the culture we're in. We're allowed to just be crazy and do stuff, right? It just, I mean, it, it, we can. I don't know. All right. However, however, a bleak situation is still that. And that situation is not the definer of our courage. Okay? And it's Paul's writing while in chains that teaches us that. So, throughout the Bible, we have stories and writings of being strong and courageous. You see that a lot. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Be firm. And these things are always implying bravery, confidence, and faith paired with long-suffering, prayer, supplication. And as we read through these stories and writings that speak of courage, we'll see, you know, we see that these individuals will eventually, like, the well-being of their lives are at stake, eventually. Okay? So whether this is um, entering a new land, right? Entering a new land, coming up against foreign people that, you know, may be their enemies. Just flat out being pursued by enemies, We've now decided I'm going to shift this way now. <laughs> no, nah, I'll just do I'll just do All right. Uh, just being flat out pursued by enemies, people that mean to do harm, going against societal norms, uh, and then other situations where people are put in what I'll call unprofitable situations with either religions, uh, with religious or governmental structures. And again, like for us, we do, th- th- we do live in a country where we kind of have freedom to just go out and do things, and that, that wasn't always the case, particularly in stories we read. They just weren't, and there's a lot of consequence to being out there or different or other than. But in all of these times, people are called to strength and courage right now, even though the, the well-being may be at stake imminently, right? Somewhere, it could be at any time, but it's somewhere off in the distance, the, the courage and strength, that firmness, is right here, right now. Okay, so how do, we, how do we do courage? How do we find that strength? Well, it's, it's the armor, right? We just, duh. I mean, duh. But there's that, there's that but there, there's application to that, right? Where, do we, where, where does some of this stem from? Where does this armor even, even come from, Okay. So let's go to, let, let's go, I'm going to quickly go through some of, these, some of these stories, all right? Not to just jump everywhere, but to give examples of if people are called to courage, what's some of the steps either uh, before or after, right, that, that relate to that, having that courage? So Joshua, preparing to take the Israelites to a new land, he's told to be strong and courageous. Well, circled around all these verses surrounding that verse of being strong and courageous time and time again, he's told about keeping the book of the law that it shall not depart from his mouth, that he will meditate on it always. So we have this scripture always on his mind, always meditating, establishing strength and courage. And what does he do to follow that? He, he, he follows that, that word of strength and courage and he sends it to his people. He calls them and he starts to prepare them for the roles that they're about to go on to. He's encouraging them and he's telling them to remember God's promises. So meditating on the scripture, remembering the promises that God has given you, remembering those times where he spoke to you in your life, that you felt his love and his presence, recalling those times to establish courage in our hearts and our minds right now. 
David was on a run for his life. This is one of my favorite verses right here. I, I, learned, I learned a lot of this, like, kind of over time. It was like a smack in the face. I would read Psalms, and I would be like, man, I love these Psalms. And a lot of it is written by David. And then later I found out he's, like, being pursued to death, and he's writing beautiful things like, Lord, I love you. You're my strong tower and things. And people are trying to kill him. I'm like, dang, I would not be writing that. But... <laughs> But he's on the run for his life, and in Psalm 3, 5, and 6, he says, I lay down and slept. I awoke, for Lord, you sustain me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. That's something. That's something. And that's for the here and now. That's while the trouble's here, and it could potentially get worse. That's here and now. Can you feel that armor going on, by the way? Reading this, feeling this, that breastplate's going on. There's some truth girding us in our most vulnerable areas. Peace is coming. In, in, uh, in the letter to Timothy, I, I love a lot of what's in Timothy. But, man, this is one of my go-tos right here forevermore. But, for God has not given us the, the, the spirit of fear or timidness, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's just, that's just straight up, he gave it. Here it is. Here's, here's life, and then here's all this stuff. Thanks. All right, and then, and then also, Paul gives, man, that's another one of my go-tos. As someone who has dealt with anxiety year in and year out for a long time now. In Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving. In the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Right? You feel that armor now? That shield is going up? We already talked about a little bit of salvation. He gave us life. Put that helmet on. Right? So what do we see? Remembering. Remembering the promises, the victories, connection with the Lord, acknowledging what the Lord has done, that he sustained you, that he has provided for you, understanding the gifts, the power, love, and sound mind, offering prayer, supplication, petition, thanksgiving. If you read Paul, any of his letters, and eventually it'll go to this whole thing about being thankful, being thankful. You want to get out of a hole, start being thankful. I mean, that's just like 101. All right, so as I reflect on uh, times with the Lord, particularly with the armor of God, okay, I I reflect on, uh, in particular, a conference I went to that happened to be the whole uh, deal was centered around the armor of God. Very fitting. But with the conference, if you guys have ever been to a Christian conference, they do things like this. But they, they'll put on these big shows and stuff like that and a lot of speakers usually selling a book. If you want to speak in a conference, you've got to write a book first. That's like, that's like your entry. All right? And so they'll be like, yes, and you can find my book in the back. But they, but they have a, a lot... They, but they do have a lot of very great experienced people come and, come and talk. All right, so in particular, talking about the armor of God, a lot of different people come up and speak. In one case, um, they were kind of doing a Q&A, and there's this old man on stage. I can't tell you his name or anything. But he, he's on stage, he's, and he's being asked about his day-to-day stuff with the Lord. And every morning he gets up, and he's got his black leather chair and his red leather Bible. Right? And he talks about every morning he gets up and he reads scripture and this and that. But he also begins to envision putting on the armor of God every morning. 
I mean, this is devout stuff, right? We, we, we live real casual. There are people that do this daily, right? And, and, he, and he envisions putting it on through prayer and through scripture and through this meditation that he goes through. That, that stood out to me and that, that spoke to me because I was, you know, I'm young now. I was even, I was, I was still about this tall, but I was young then. So then there's a little bit more theatrics. Another speaker comes up. There's already been a bunch come up. And one in particular, he's focusing more on this sword, this word of God. And on stage, this is a, it's a big stage. He's got a sword, like a real sword, not like a prop, like a sword sword. And it kind of like hits the stage and it's, and it's loud and, and all that. And as, and as he's building up, he, he, he builds the story real well. Cause these people do this for a living. And he's building the story up, and he's just, he's just mentioning scripture, and he's talking about these tough times and the times that we come across, the pandemic and the loneliness and the doubt and the fear and all this stuff. And he starts quoting scripture, and he's coming out, and he starts swinging the sword. You know, he's got, he's got the, the headgear on, right? So he's got two hands free, and he's swinging the sword, and he's going crazy. And, he, you know, and, he, and, he, and he's talking about, you know, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And he's on a stage swinging the sword without, you know, skipping a beat I'm like man that's real but that that's it like that is it is theatrics but that's that's that internal stuff that we go through again it's not always we're not probably going to be swinging a sword at many people if it comes to that we got something else going on (laughs) but it's these principalities and powers that we that we fight with and they they hit us here and here and they hit us deep in the soul and they come to divide and take our families away so we're preparing our hearts and our minds, living communally with comfort and encouragement, growing in knowledge of, God word, of, of God's word and his words to us, recounting promises and statements of faith, that we meditate on these things. After Paul told us not to be anxious for anything, he, he then says, meditate on the things true and noble, the things that are just, that are pure, Meditate on the things that are lovely and of good report, the virtuous and the praiseworthy. We bring these things to us. Like I said, we have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer us who lives, but Christ who lives within me. Us, this body we live is by faith through the Son of God who loved us and died for us. Again, David writes, you're my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. This is all while those principalities and those powers that come. No, you, can't, you cannot have my salvation. You cannot have my soul. You cannot divide my family. You're not welcome in this house. We are building this community. When we hear of those, those troubles sometimes, you hear of war, you hear of rumors of war. That's not the end. We hear the trouble. We go through the trouble. Jesus says things like, it's okay. You'll hear that. You're going to go through that in the world. I overcame it. I overcame the world. These are the things we put out there. We speak it. We bring it to life. Start bringing it to life. But be mindful. It is, it is day to day. Let that courage rest in your heart. Let it come alive. Let's be in this thing together as well. Because we are. And the Lord has, loves us. And he's brought us here with purpose, with great things in mind. So, Lord, man, bless our hearts, bless our minds. Let this courage be in us. Let it be, uh, let the flame, the ember, raise up 
Let our words be on fire. Let our love be on fire, Lord, that quenches the, just the, the brush and the things that no longer need to be around, Lord, that just refines and let the things that, that are true, that are good, that are pure, let these things remain in our hearts and our minds. Let it be a part of our community. We just pray love and protection over our family, our friends. Lord God, we love you. We praise you. And we're thankful for your grace and your mercy every day, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for your time. Appreciate you.